man, is it hot or what? Like, it's just getting worse and worse. Uh, they say this weekend's going to be like 98 or 99. And um, so a couple of things uh, that we want to pray about before we jump into um, the Bible study tonight. Uh, number one, we want to pray uh, for Awana and just ask the Lord to really bless them tonight and use that whole thing. And uh, I know they're excited and and um, they're, they're uh, extremely happy and thrilled uh, to be doing that and to be a part of that. And so God, um, you got you got somebody wandering out in the parking lot. Uh, oh, never mind. Chloe's got them. I don't know what Chloe's doing, but she seems like she's pointing. And oh, okay. Well, that's what it was then. All right. So maybe they're they're just late. So yeah. So um, anyway, so they're they're having a good time. They're they're uh, they're gonna have a good time tonight. And and then uh, and then uh, tomorrow morning, uh, Dylan and Tori and Daniel and Candice, they're leaving and they're going. They're taking our uh, teams over to uh, Mount Pisgah and or or Pisgah, Alabama to camp to know him and uh, so they'll be over there till Saturday and I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take a group over later tomorrow night that have uh, already made obligations and and needed to be at things tomorrow so um, so we'll take another group over tomorrow night so it, it man I'm really praying and asking the Lord to do some some big things so why don't we just pray for them now uh, one we'll pray for Sean won't you pray for Awana and then um, how about uh, Chandler? Won't you pray for for youth camp if you would for me, man?
let's, 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 hey, for real, if you would help me pray about this, um, it's going to be a big deal. Uh, we're praying that there are some kids that get saved, uh, one, because we know they need to be saved. Like, it's not something that we're guessing at. We know that they're lost because they're on admission. And then, number two, uh, we want to make sure, hey, we want the kids, um, we want kids to know that they are saved. Amen? How many of you understand that we need our kids to know that they are saved? Everybody understand that? That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Why? Well, but because uh, it's not good. It's not healthy. It's not a healthy thing to uh, flounder around in doubt and, uh, and, and just indecision. So I'm praying that, that God does a big work in their heart, and I want you to pray with me. Uh, we need to seek the Lord on this deal, and uh, I'm going to teach a, a breakout session on Friday morning to the, to the, to the guys on, uh, on evangelism. And so I'm, I'm sure that'll come up just in evangelism. Uh, You've you got to know you're lost before you can be saved. And you got to understand that everybody you're witnessing to, uh, they're either lost or saved. And they have to have a clear testimony of salvation or, or, or they're all lost. Amen? Does that make sense? It, it's real easy uh, if, you, if you boil it down. I'm a, I'm a pretty black and white dude. It, you know, a lot of things aren't really hard for me. And, and there are people I get accused of making things too simple. And uh, for me, it is real simple. It's lost and saved. And so I, w- I want you to make sure you pray. Uh, take your Bible, go to Philippians uh, chapter number 1. Philippians chapter number 1. Um, I, 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 won't, I don't know how long we'll be in this, <coughs> in this little deal here. Um, but we're, we're going to touch on something tonight uh, that I, I, I want you to see. Um, that you need to gain some some real biblical understanding of something that that's being portrayed in Philippians chapter number one that I think can change your life. I, I think it I think it will make I think it will make a lot of things make sense too. Um, uh, how many of you How many of you uh, when you when you, when you have anybody ever studied uh, the book of Philippians? And seen, uh, or or maybe you've seen commentaries wrote on the book of Philippians or whatever, and you had seen this whole idea of joy. Uh, the the overarching principle of the book of Philippians is joy. Now we're not necessarily going to talk about joy tonight, but but the 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 whole premise of the book of Philippians is joy. Now now what's interesting about Philippians is it is a prison epistle. Uh, so it's written to the church at Philippi, uh, but it's within that it's within that realm of the prison epistles. So Philippians, uh, Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon—they're uh, all said to be written in uh, in in Paul's first imprisonment, somewhere between AD sixty and AD sixty-two. And why why is that so important? Well, it's a real interesting book that Paul. It's a real interesting thing that Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, is within. Now, one thing you got to remember: we're talking. You're not talking about a six-month sentence. We're talking about a two-year imprisonment. That the Apostle Paul is is on a on a two-year imprisonment for preaching the gospel, and he writes the, these letters, these four letters to to these. Uh, to these churches, 
And why is that such a big deal? And why is the book of Philippians aimed at joy? Well, there's probably, there's probably a whole lot of tribulation that needs to be, uh, that needs to be counteracted. Does that make sense? Uh, how many of you understand that, there, that there is, there's not a lot of good things that go on in prison? Does that make sense? Uh, I, I mean, and, and here the Apostle Paul is, and he is writing. Now, we know that prison was different then. It was probably way worse. There probably wasn't, it was probably way worse than what prison is now in terms of how they kept their inmates. Okay, so, so Paul is writing the book of Philippians from a prison cell, and he's mainly addressing uh, the joy of the Christians in that church. And, and so, so there's a lot of, of tribulation that's taking place. And so, um, and, and, and when we will address that as we go and, and maybe understand that a, a little bit more. Uh, but but I, I think it's interesting for us to know that, 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 it, that it's, a, it's a real crazy thing when you're, when you're, when you're talking about joy, when you're, you're talking about what's related to joy, you're talking about happiness. And, and what's interesting about those kinds of things is we've somewhat bought into what the world has sold us is the plan for happiness. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. I, I, I mean, uh, we, we've kind of somewhat bought in as a, as a world system. We brung that world system into the church, and, and we've almost bought into what the world says. This, hey, this is how you get happiness. This is how you get joy. And we bring that system into the world, and we try to, we try to make that system work within the church. And how many of you understand the things of the world and the world systems, they don't work within the church. You say, what, what are you talking about? Well, happiness and, and you know, I, I, many of you understand that, that, that a lot of times happiness, genuine happiness is founded within relationships. I know people that aren't people person, people, people. You say, I'm not a people person. Well, in reality, if, if you want to, you, you'd be miserable if you didn't have any relationships. The ones that you do have, they're real special to you. You cultivate those relationships and you, you work through those relationships and you make sure that those relationships are, 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 are a real big deal in your life. And I, 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 want, you to, I, want, I want to talk to you tonight specifically about fellowship. I want to talk to you tonight specifically about fellowship. Uh, we're going to read the first 11 verses in the book of Philippians. The first 11 verses in the book of Philippians. And I want to address a couple things that I have seen from uh, from this little deal in my in my own life that I, I think could be a blessing to us. Verse number one: Paul and Timothys, the servants of Jesus Christ, all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God upon every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, uh, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart inasmuch 
as both in my bonds and in the, uh, in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye, are, uh, ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how, I gre- how greatly I longed after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment that you may approve all things that are excellent that you may be able that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of uh, till the day of Christ being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ under the praise uh, excuse me under the glory and praise of God let's pray lord thank you for tonight thank you for your goodness and thank you for allowing us to be here thank you lord for the people that are on this on these grounds, ministering the kids that are being ministered to, the teens that are being ministered to, and, and then God uh, purely on the fellowship that we have. And Lord, may, uh, may tonight shed a little different light on what fellowship should look like, and God, what you've called us to, and what, what fellowship should be, what the fellowship should be amongst the believers in the church of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so, so uh, when when I, I'm looking at this whole idea of of fellowship and what it should be, I, I want you to make sure that you understand. Uh, when I talk about fellowship, I'm not talking about church events. I'm not talking about our family nights, although they're great, and church, our church events for the most part they're pretty cool. But I'm not talking about any of that. I would mention the cornhole tournament, but it, there's never any real fellowship that goes on there. Everybody's usually. Uh, by the end of it, somebody's talking junk in a real way, and you know, so so that that don't always go as planned. Neither do chili cook-offs; they're really bad around here too. And um, so, so it's more or less a competition kind of things that, that don't go real well around here because there's a lot of competitors around this place. But but I want you to make sure when I'm talking about fellowship, when I'm talking about fellowship, and I I'm talking about understanding what fellowship is. And make sure you get it. It's within the context of tribulation. It's within the context of, uh, of living this life outside of understanding that there are going to be trials. There are going to be tribulations. Well, how in the world can, 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 can this help get me through? Now, now I want you to look First 1 John. Uh, go to First John real quick. Uh, chapter 1. It's just a little bit over, uh, just a few pages over. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 3. 1 John uh, chapter number 1 and verse 3. Now I want you to get, I want you to get the, I want you to get the same thing that I got as far as conviction goes about understanding this fellowship deal. You, you need to get the same conviction that I have uh, about, about this whole fellowship thing because th- this, is, this is a real big deal, okay? That we, uh, excuse me, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. That ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with, the son, and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, now and, and verse 3 uh, fellowship with the apostle that you may have a that you may have fellowship with us. All right, you see that? Does everybody see that? Okay. How is that fellowship happening? 
Well, truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. So, so the, there, there, is a, there is a guidepost, if you would, in the Apostle Paul's life. And he said, I don't have, I want you to have fellowship with me, but my fellowship is, is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Everybody see that? Okay, now look in verse 4. And these things we write, uh, uh, these things write we unto you that your, what's that next word? Joy. That your joy may be full. Now, how does joy come from all of that? Real life fellowship is something different than friendship. It's different. It's not the same. I'll be honest with you. That, 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 I, I, I would dare say, I, I would dare say I, I'm getting to the point, I'm a, little, I'm a little older, and I look back at the relationships that I had uh, in churches that, were, that, 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 that I was in in the past. And did you know, I, Derek Hurst, I go back to Derek Hurst a lot in my life, and did you know that, that, that I, think, I think the reason that Derek Hurst stuck so well in my that our fellowship was not a friendship, but it was actually a fellowship in Jesus Christ. Like, I, I'm for real. I, I mean, I, 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 like I, I've sat around and I've thought in my mind, how in the world does, do, do I get anchored to people? How, how do I get, like, you, know, you, you know why? But, but you, you, you may say, uh, you may say I, I don't have strong relationships in church. Wait, here's what, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say to that. It's hard to have strong relationships in church based on sports. Especially if you're not a sports fan. Well, it's hard to have re- it's hard to have real relationships in church if people around you don't like the same things you like. Why? Because the commonality is not Jesus Christ. It's not fellowship in the That's why we don't have fellowship with lost people because our fellowship is in Jesus Christ. You see, the most sincere bonds that I have in this church have nothing to do with friendship. Nothing. Do you understand? I, I'm being 100% serious when I say that. That should have nothing to do with friendship whatsoever. And my friends with those people, yeah, but it has nothing to do with that. Why? Because if we wasn't friends... I would have a real problem with that because of the fellowship that we've had in Christ Jesus. You know how many people you could walk away from that you were friends with at one time? That you didn't have any real life fellowship of the gospel with? But it's those that you, that you actually fellowshiped with in the gospel. Make sure you understand, doing the same kinds of things is not fellowship in the gospel. That's why our churches struggle with diversity. 
That's why our church. And, and look, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure I get, I get, I, I mean, I'm sure I've been stereotyped a time or two myself. I mean, it don't take long to listen to me to think I'm probably just some hillbilly that feels like the rest of the world feels. But I will say that that that, that a lot of our churches are segregated around the people that like the same things. If I've learned anything from Kansas City, uh, from Midtown Baptist Temple in Kansas City, is that them bunch of weirdos don't care that they're weird. And them weirdos call me weird all the time, and they don't care that I'm weird. They're like, you do what? You chase raccoons around in the middle of the night. You chase a dog around that's chasing raccoons around. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Why would any fool do that? And they're, and you know what? In their mind, they're like, hey, but our fellowship ain't in that. So I, 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 want, I, want, you, I want you to ask yourself the question, how many relationships do I have? that are cultivated in the gospel. How how much fellowship in the gospel do I have with people? I'm not talking about friendships. I'm, I'm not talking about none of that. I'm talking about how much friendship, I mean fellowship, in the gospel do I have with people? So let's talk about this fellowship deal. Number one, if you, want to write, if you want to write this down, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. There's five of them. I hope we make it through all five tonight. Fellowship is found in the church of God. Fellowship is found in the church of God. There's a whole lot wrong with the church, but its founder has no problems. How many of you understand that? There's a whole lot wrong with church people. But its founder has no problems. Everybody understand that? Uh, The founder of the church has no issues. He has no problems. He has no medications. He has no amnesia. He has no forgetfulness. He has no malice in his heart towards you and me. He has no problems with us. Who's the problem? We are. Make sure you get this. Fellowship don't happen in the church. Fellowship in the gospel is found in the church. But a lot of times it don't happen, not because God don't want it to happen, but because we don't don't make it happen. Look at verse 1. Look at Philippians 1 and verse 1. Paul and Timothus, the servants of Jesus Christ. Now I want you to look at this. To all the saints in Christ Jesus which are at Philippi with bishops and deacons. Make sure you get this. This is a church with a pastor and with bishops and with deacons. And guess what else it's got in it? It's got saints in it. Saints are not that that's not that that the Catholic Church has stole has stole that word and venerated a bunch of people and made them out to be godlike and they're not. Peter was a man, is what Peter was. He was an apostle and God used him, but Peter was not some some saint that they made him out to be. Here's what a saint is. It is set apart to the Lord, and you ready for this? 
and to each other within its body. That's what a saint is. A saint is set apart. And so what happens is Paul addresses saints that are what? That are in Christ Jesus. Fellowship can only be found in the church of God. And everybody said amen. Why are you saying that? Well, because we do a real good job at diminishing the value of church in America. We do a real good job at diminishing. And look, I'm not saying, you're here. You say, well, you're preaching the choir, son. I'm here. But you know what? You know how many voices you have in your ear all the time that are always telling you there is no value in that? But in actuality, there, it, there is no value in it if you don't fellowship in the gospel. And you don't fellowship with the saints that are in Jesus Christ. Those that are set apart and doing the work. And not only that, but, but look what he says. Now, to, to, you ready? Paul and Timothy's servants of Jesus Christ to, what's that next word? All. Not to, not, hey. Paul and Timothy in service of Jesus Christ uh, to, to Sean and to Shane and to Brother Daniel. Do you, do, you, do you see what's happening here? He's not segregating a group of people. He's making sure that there's no certain group of people that's being addressed, but that the whole church understands our fellowship. With every single person in Christ, every single saint in Christ Jesus. What is that? That's called unity. That's called unity. That's called unity. That, that is understanding that we must be united. Why, why are you saying all that? Because church is a place of fellowship. Church is a place, you ready for this, that we serve together. Look, Paul said, the servants of Jesus Christ. Church is a place we serve together and there is no joy in not serving. And then church is a place of, of relationships. How, how many of you know the old acrostic uh, that's been around forever, uh, Joy. Y'all heard that, the, the J-O-Y? Anybody know that? Somebody say it. Jesus, others, yourself. Starts out Jesus at the top and then others. And, 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 and yeah, it's, it's probably a cliche at very best acrostic. But how many of you understand it's 100% biblical? It, it is. Jesus, others, and then you're at the back of the line. You see, fellowship is found in the church of God when you and me understand that unity is the primary focus of fellowship. So fellowship's found. Fellowship is found in the church of God. And then, and then number two. Number two, look at this one. Fellowship is shaped in the mission of God. Fellowship is shaped in the mission of God. Look, verse 3. I thank God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you, make, uh, for you all making requests with joy. So, so I want you to see something real interesting. 
Paul says to this church at Philippi, I thank God upon every remembrance of you. Every time, every, every memory, every remembrance of you that I have, I thank God for you. Man. I don't know that that's the case for me here. I don't. Sometimes it's heartache on every remembrance. Sometimes it's hurt. Sometimes it's. I, I don't. I mean. The, the, do you thank God upon every remembrance for somebody in this church? There's probably, there's one or two that man I I got I, I there there is that for one or two, three or four brethren across this country. Same deal. That I do every time I think of them, I, I thank God for them. And man, what a what a joyful that thing, thing that is to have those kind of people. It says in verse 4, And every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy. Always. In every prayer. In every single prayer of mine, uh, of mine for you all making requests. So, I, so I'm joyful in every, always in every prayer. I'm joyful in my heart making those requests. Now make sure you get the point of this. Fellowship is shaped in the mission. Of God. Fellowship shaped in the mission of God. Because, because here it is. You know and, and Paul knows that the request that he's making. He's making that request with joy in his heart. You ready? You want to know why? Because he knows that it's going to further the gospel. He knows that the prayer that he's going to pray for the saints at this church the prayer that he's going to call out unto the Lord, call on the Lord for, he's going to do it with joy because it's going to be for the advancement of the gospel. Man, that's crazy. You see, do you think there's anybody that, w that we could do that with, that you could do that? I, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, uh, hey, you know what? You ought to be able to pray. You, there ought to be people that you pray for, and you pray for their day, and you pray for their day with joy, that they would have a good day, and that, that, God, would, that God would bless their day. Why? Because you know that person is going to use their day for the advancement of the gospel. You see, real fellowship is formed in in doing the mission every single day. That's what real fellowship is. Look, look at, uh, flip over a few pages, Philippians 4. I want, you to, I want you to see this. Philippians 4 and verse 14. <clears throat> I 
notwithstanding ye have, do, ye have well done, that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire give, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. What, look, look what's happening. Paul is, is making a big deal out of this Philippian church supporting him on his missionary journeys. And he's coming back around and he's saying, Hey, look, no church communicated with me as far as, as giving and receiving. So, so there, was, there was no support system as far as giving coming from the other churches. And this church at Philippi, there was, there was an overwhelming amount of missions support coming to the Apostle Paul. Okay? And Paul says in verse 17, Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. You see, this fellowship that he had with this church at Philippi was based on the fact that they were doing the mission together. And people that you are doing the mission with and you know are going to do it with you, it is a special kind of relationship. And look, why, why am I saying all that? It's important that you understand that we've got to, convulse, we've got to, we've got to cultivate those kind of relationships in our church. We've got to get over it. We've got to get away from uh, being so oriented to, to doing and, and liking the same thing other people like. It's a good thing for us not to like what another person likes, but our fellowship be within the gospel and be real. Uh, number three, number three, fellowship is centered on the will of God. Fellowship is centered on the will of God. Verse 5, uh, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it under the day of of Jesus Christ. So, so he said, our, your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, he, he's, he's, he's getting us centered in on who he's going to fellowship with. Who, who is the Apostle Paul going to fellowship with? He's going to fellowship with people that are in the gospel. That were in the gospel. This is Paul's life. This is the will of God for Paul's life. What, what is the will of God for Paul's life? Preaching the gospel. And the apostle Paul's like, hey, listen, I want to be about it with people that's life is about the gospel. And so here he is. They're folk, he's fellowshipping with people. And our fellowship should be with people that are centered on the will of God. Now, again, we got to get back to this, this little bit of information. Key piece to the puzzle. You can have lost friends that you are working on winning to Jesus Christ. And you should. 
you, you, you can have people in the church that are, hey, you know, they're, they're, they're in it. But they hadn't completely counted the cost yet. God said real life fellowship is going to be with people that's counted the cost. Why? Well, we're talking about a work that's being performed in somebody to the day of Jesus Christ. We're talking about somebody being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We're talking about somebody that, that's being, that Paul said, being confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you, he's going to perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. And so I'm not, I'm not fellowshipping with anybody outside of the gospel. And then number four, fellowship is sincere in the people of God. Fellowship is sincere in the people of God. Look, look at verse number 7. Even as it is meet for me to think of you all. Because I have you in my heart. Inasmuch as both in my bonds. And in, my defense, and in, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record. How greatly... I long after you in all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. Now, now get this. Fellowship is sincere in the people of God. In the people of God. It, it, here, here's, where, here's where Paul is. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, in as much as both in my bonds... It, it, and talking about him locked up in prison. It, he's by, being bound in prison. For I long, verse 8, For God is my record, how greatly I long after you in all the bowels. Now this bowels of Jesus Christ is literally the, the, the inner longing of Jesus Christ. And, and the Apostle Paul saying that, that fellowship is sincere in the people of God. That there is a sincere fellowship among or or should be amongst the people of God that are about the gospel. Not not not. And I say this. I, I say it as I've already said it. You got to be careful. You got to be careful that you don't you 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 don't build up something that ain't biblical. You got to be careful that we're not cultivating relationships based on certain things. Well, this is what I'm gonna because see here it is, friendship and fellowship they're not the same. And so I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that we all get if you ever want to experience the inside longing of fellowship, and people can say what they want to non people persons. People, persons, whatever, every person in this room that's been saved by the grace of God wants the relationship that comes only from fellowshipping in the gospel. Every single person. I don't care what nobody says. I, well, I don't need that. I, I, I don't need that. There is nothing like that. 
There is absolutely nothing like, there is nothing like what Paul, how greatly I longed after you. How greatly I longed after you. There is nothing like the feeling on the inside of getting back to a person that you have had real fellowship with. You may tell you what it does. It takes blood relatives. Blood relatives that, that, all, that, that you know, blood's thicker than water, man. I'm going to tell you what. There is nothing any thicker than fellowship in the gospel. There is no bond any tighter than fellowship in the gospel. Well, there's nothing that can pull me away from soul. There is no bond. There is no bond any greater than fellowship in the gospel. And then number five. Number five. Philippians 1 and verse number 9. I want you to look at this one with me. And this I pray, that your love may abound, uh, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. That you may approve things that are excellent. And that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and the praise of God. Now I want you to look with me in verse number 9. He says that, that your love may abound yet more and more. Look, and if you want to write this down, you can. And this is something God, God really hammered me on pretty hard. Fellowship wants to see fellowship birthed. Real fellowship wants to see real fellowship birthed. What, what, what do you mean? Paul's fellowship in the gospel with the church at Philippi. You know what? He wanted that same, he wanted that same love to abound yet more and more in them. Why? Because you don't build churches on friendships. You build churches on fellowship. And you, you say, man, you're. I don't get it. How many people have walked out of here? We'll get real personal. We'll get real interpersonal for a minute. How many people have walked out of this church that were just friends? And you were like, hmm. Wonder where they went. You never thought another thing about it. Hmm. Well, they, they ain't been here in three weeks. Hmm. Man. 
oh, so-and-so. A month later, you're like, man, I thought they'd be back by now. <laughs> they usually come back after a month or so. But you know, you know what I found? If this dude right here is gone, I'm like, where, where are you at, bro? Man, brother, brother Dylan don't show up. Miss Tori don't show up. Brother Daniel, Miss Candace, Miss Dylan, Charlie, Nicole, Shane. dialing that mug up. Now look, you say what you want to. I, I, I mean, I'm the dude that has to call people right after church is over. Because if you give me any space between time church is out and, 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 and the next day, those squirrels have, have flew in and done their damage in my brain. It's usually over with. So Jordan says, uh, where was so-and-so at? today yesterday but you know you, you know I, I, you think about how many people that you yourself have fellowship within the gospel fellowship you you've had real fellowship and look at you say there ain't nobody I've had real fellowship with that's a problem and you need to fix that how do I fix that? Well, some of us have fixed it through discipleship or fixing it through discipleship. Some of us are fixing it through, through, un, through holding each other accountable to being a gospel witness. What, whatever it is, it needs to be fixed. We got to do better, right? Everybody understand we got to do better? How many of you understand? It, we do better after conviction sets in. Like, I don't do better because you think I need to do better. I actually do worse when people think I need to do better. It's when the Holy Ghost of God it shows me from that word that fellowship is so real and it's got to be so prevalent in my life to maintain unity. To maintain what, what, we, what we desire to see God do in fulfilling the mission. The only way to fulfill the mission is fellowship. And we've got to have fellowship with each other. We've got to have fellowship within the gospel and, and you and me be on the same page in winning and building and sending and, and and but th back back to this idea of th think about who's the one person that you fellowship with? Man, you didn't see them for two weeks. And you're like, where they at? But you didn't see them for one week. I got news for you, Miss Diane ain't here for one week. I'm like, where is Miss Diane at? Why? Miss Diane's in discipleship every single week and, and loving every minute of it. I'm the I'm like, where, where the heck where the heck she at? <laughs> Daniel don't show up and, and I don't even wait till after church. I usually text Daniel in the middle of church. <laughs> like if he ain't here 45 minutes early and I got time, I'm like, where, where, where's Daniel at? You say, why why is all that? Because when there's a fellowship that's that's bound somebody together, like the gospel, then we got to bear down.
We got to bear down with each other. We got to get serious with each other. We got to get serious about it. But, but here's what I'm going to say. If we've never plowed together in the gospel, we've never fellowshiped together. It's a big deal that we minister together. It's a big deal. You, 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 want, you want your relationships to be different? Decide they got to be different. Decide you want more. Decide you want to see God do more. Decide you want to, hey, I want, I want God to work more. In my, I want God to do more. We got to be faithful. It's required, more of a brother is required in a, in, a, in a steward that a man be found faithful. You want to do more? You got to be faithful. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, uh, thank you for tonight. Thank you, Lord, for being good to us and, and just, Lord, uh, uh, a Bible study, uh, Lord, that we can see and we can draw some practical points out of that. God, you give us a clear uh, definition from the Apostle Paul's life it, it, why he fellowshiped with, with, with this church at Philippi, uh, the saints at the church of Philippi. And God, may it be, uh, Lord, may it be that we ourselves... Uh, Lord, that we can get to a place, Lord, to where fellowship is real for us. God, we want our relationships uh, to mean something, and we want to, we want to make sure, uh, Lord, that we just don't live this life. And, and Lord, I, I don't I don't want to live this life and and get done. And and Lord, my life had not meant anything uh, in terms of fellowshipping with people in the gospel. And I want to miss people when they're not here, and I want them to miss me not because of who I am, but because uh, Lord, there's a hole within the gospel ministry. And so, God, I pray that you bless uh, tonight. You bless what's said in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, what time is it really? It says 55. Back to, oh, okay. We're real close. Uh, so, all right. I love you all. Hope you have a good rest of the day. I think they're going. I don't